Welcome to Dora Podcast. It's the podcast where we discuss the lore of every canonical entry and some non-canonical entries of the Legend of Zelda series. I'm your host, Crystal, and with me is Monica. Hello. And Cameron. Hi. Today we are discussing what some might call the most canonical entry in the Legend of Zelda series, the Three Triforce Musketeers. The most canonical musketeers. I love that that name. It's very good. Yeah. I think that might actually be the best argument for the Japanese names over the English ones is the three Triforce Musketeers. All of them are better. All of them. Yeah. Every one. Yeah. What's, which one isn't? I really don't like the Oracle Games alternative names. <laughs> Seeds of the Mysterious Tree? Uh-huh. Why not? I'm just not huge on them. Okay. So Triforce Heroes. I don't know. Also known as Triforce Heroes. Yes. In America. Tri Space Force Space Heroes. Yes. yes. Because there's three of them, but they don't represent the Triforce. Except for their colors, their colors do represent the Triforce. They do travel through the Triforce gates. They do. Yes. There are Triforces in this game. They are literally Triforce Heroes who use the Triforce. There's as a- warps. <laughs> They're still named because there's a legend of the Triforce heroes in the kingdom of Hytopia. They will have, they are said to have pointy ears, sideburns, and side parted hair, and they will come together to form a totem. I, yeah, they decide to call that a, uh, they decide to call that a totem in the uh-huh. localization. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's, uh, three, 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 three dudes standing on each other's shoulders. It's also a totem in Japanese. Of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? I'm it's glad you looked that up, though. I'm I'm glad that that's been clarified. Fuck's sake. So, shall we get to, like, the, the broader, like, forming of this game before we dive into the, the quotation mark plot? Well, what do you mean by broader forming? Talk about, the, like, like, what the, the game is? the development of the game, and yeah. Um, okay. It, it was an attempt at making a multiplayer game that was more, what do you call it, harmonious? Yeah, har- cooperative. Cooperative, thank yeah. you. Then the Four Swords games. And the key mechanic is that everybody shares the same hearts. Oh, yes. That's why some of these particular suits are so powerful, because every extra heart container counts for a very great deal. Mm-hmm. And it, you really depend on the other two players. Yes. Everybody has to have their head in the game. Not just the whole totem mechanic, but... There's often parts where you have to, like, one person has to hold a bomb and somebody else will blow it over and so on and so forth or step on switches. There is a certain synchronicity that Mm -hmm. is required to progress in any way. Yes. You can't be squabbling like you are in the Four Swords games. The only point where it becomes sort of a contest is at the very end when you scramble for the chess. Mm -hmm. But until you reach that point. I mean, even the chests there, you can't see in them until you get Lineback's suit. Perfectly random. A, yeah. So it's its a very fair way to play the game. It very much incentivizes cooperation mm-hmm. far more concretely than the Four Swords games ever did. And it does that really well. As a co-op game, I think that it is much more successful and more fun than Four Swords Adventures was. It does need to be said that this is a maximum three-player game, which is weird because 
as co-op games go, established in the Zelda series, but also in pretty much every other series where this is a thing, you tend to think of it as coming in twos or fours, but this is three. It's not just a maximum three player, it's one or three. You cannot play through with two. You can play through with three, but if you don't have three people, you have to go through solo, which led to some complications for me and Monica playing through. Yes, we had one friend we could play with, but he was kind of undependable. (laughs) Well, oh, yeah, yeah. But we also played through a few with a couple of folks from the forums, and that worked out. Yeah, that was fine. Yeah, our one friend is not a dependable guy. And then I ended up beating the game just on my own. Yes, you soloed it. That's hard. And yeah, I'm sure it is. And then we never went back and played through it together, so I haven't seen the last level. I'm sorry. It's fine. We resolved I, I can this year. Play years it whenever ago. you'd like. It's just the third person is hard. Yeah, I know. Crystal, you should get this game. I don't should know. I? <laughs> it is actually legitimately a really fun game. You've told me that. And one of the fun things is that you can't... This is when people are going to kick in and say, that's a terrible thing, but you cannot voice chat. It's true. You cannot voice chat. All that you can do is communicate with each other using stickers. Well, voice chat would be too stressful for the players. (laughs) It's not just that it would be too stressful. I like that it has limited our ability to communicate to positive, negative, and cheering. And that's all you get. (laughs) Yeah, well, there's, like, over here, uh-huh. and then there's, yeah, go, like, pom-poms. Uh-huh, and there's, like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. It's great, and the more you tap at them, it'll, it acts like a little whistle thing, and then the icon gets bigger. Bigger and bigger. So, when somebody's doing a particularly stressful task that the other two players can't help with, you'll get situations where the other two players just keep tapping the pom-pom. So it's just the other two links who are chanting, go, 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 with their pom-poms waving back and forth. It's very good. One of the other development goals for this game is that it would be set in a more serious Zelda setting. Uh. (laughs) Uh, mm, Is that one of the goals? Yes, according to Nintendo Digital Event at E3 2015. (laughs) Oh, Boy. That really didn't happen. That didn't happen at all. This is the most whimsical Zelda game I could think of off the top of my head. And I could think of a couple. I can't even imagine how it'd be like serious. This is also the first original Zelda game that was partially developed by Gretzo, who also worked on Ocarina of Time 3D and Majora's Mask 3D and Four Swords Anniversary Edition. Oh, yeah. This was kind of their proof that they could do the real thing. Yeah. Well, they did. They proved it. They made a better uh, multiplayer Zelda than EAD ever did. They took a link between worlds and made it better. They did. This is... I'm I'm <laughs> glad that it's just three of us here because this would, like, raise some eyebrows in other contexts. But I genuinely think that Triforce Heroes is a better game than Link Between Worlds. It's certainly more novel. Yeah. I'd say I had more fun. If you can get three players playing it, it's oh. more, way more fun. Oh, absolutely. And the music, I think, is also better. There aren't that many tunes, but yes. There's quite a few. There's, there's a some few, really strong. There's yeah. some tunes in the there. The theme is really great. It's super good. But what is the concept behind Triforce Heroes, exactly? What is Hytopia? What's Hyrule Utopia? <laughs> it is a very fashionable land. Mm-hmm. 
and um, everybody <laughs> it wears great clothing. Uh huh. And it's ruled over by King Tuft. Tuft. I I don't know what that's in reference to. He he's got tufty hair. Okay. He kind of looks like the king of all cosmos. He does look a lot like the king of all cosmos, actually. It's like if the king of all cosmos from Katamari Damashi and Daphnis Nohansen Hyrule did the fusion dance. And also led by a princess Styla, who yeah. is very stylish. She's the most stylish in the entire land. The leader of fashion. That's the role of the royal family in Hytopia. Pretty much all they do is set fashion trends and throw parties. Okay. Nobody even seems to pay taxes to them or anything. It's just that they're- They do live in a castle. They do live in a castle, but that castle's been there for a long time. The state of Hytopia seems to be that people exist solely to be fashionable. Like, that's their whole pursuit in life. Uh Uh-huh. It should be noted that everyone in Hytopia has round ears. They are not Helians. Is that so? That is so. Yes. The the ear thing is a requirement of being heroic. Now, that being the case, I'm just going to point out that the stylish woman in Madame Couture's boutique looks like she has pointed ears. Some people have like semi-pointy but still rounded ends. Hers look pretty pointed. The stylish woman appears to be a Hillian. Yes. Also, she's extremely stylish. There is a a fake hero or unqualified hero outside of the castle. He wants to be let in. He looks like the Link to the Past Link. He has the pink hair, doesn't he? Uh, No, it's like tan. Oh, okay. He has the... This isn't the real Link to the Past Link. This is the official art Link to the Past Link. But... He's failing on some aspect. He doesn't have the right bangs. I don't even think it's that. Type up faux hero. Type up faux hero. <laughs> oh, he's got the he's got the side part. He has pink hair. Pinkish. Yeah, he How- just lacks the ears. <laughs> he basically just lacks the ears. Poor Link. He cannot hear the gods. <laughs> they should have let the stylish woman handle it. Well, she doesn't have the right hair part. She, her sideburns. Hair- she just needs to part her hair and get her- a haircut. Her hair's parted down the middle, and if you think that you can argue that she should be parted on the side, she'll just basically beat the shit out of you. See, I love how two of the three criteria just requires a haircut. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But in a kingdom in which identity is tied to style, who would change their personal style just to go off and fight something? Yeah, there's no reason to go into the drab lands. Yeah, seriously. Well, it's also sort of, uh, you know, you look like Link until Link looks like you. Mm, now, I don't know that this is actually about Link, because obviously Link isn't any of the characters in this game. Oh? Are we going to get into this? We're not yes. going to get into it just yet, I don't think. <laughs> well, we'll get into it after we finish reading the intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because I have a, a very different perspective on that. Yeah, I yeah. Would, I, I'd love to hear your perspective on it when we get to it. The code name of this game was Alice. Alice? Yes. In Wonderland. Yes. Okay. Um I think a couple of the other games at the time were named like Jack and Queen and King or something like that. Oh, I see. Cards. So card suits and whatnot. Yes. This was the pinnacle. This was the ultimate of those games. So 
How exactly does the kingdom of Hytopia, which centers around the fashion of the royal family, lead us into the adventure of the Triforce heroes? There's an intro. We should read the intro. Thank you. Yes. I was trying to lead into that. As in, you would just tell me what the intro is. I don't have it written. You need to Oh, I see. This is how it goes, folks. I'm not editing this part out. You you thought I would just launch into like, hey, long ago. We don't have to read the whole thing. I think it's pretty important. You have to literally pull up a video because I don't think anybody has transcribed this or text dumped it. Oh, boy. Crystal, how did you watch it? I watched a uh, YouTube video from Duncan Can't Die, Triforce Heroes, colon, The Story, Final Boss, and Timeline Theory. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, yes, I've also looked at this video. Once there was a kingdom in love with fashion. The people there lived and breathed it, lovely and stylish. And of them all, none were more lovely and stylish than the princess Styla. She's so pretty. (laughs) In the poofy way. Yeah. Like a cupcake. She looks like a flower. Alas, there was one who did not wish the princess well. A witch residing in the drab lands. On the fateful day, a gift wrap parcel was delivered to the princess. The sender, unknown. Suspicious? Well, of course. But the box so fancy, the princess could not help but open. And then she opens it, and it's like a full-body spandex suit. And it's just brown. (laughs) When the dark smoke had cleared, the princess was clad head to toe in clothes she wouldn't be seen dead in. I fancied it'd suit you, she heard from a voice say. The box was from a witch. The witch had cursed the costume and only her magic could remove it. Shame-stricken, the princess locked herself in her room and wouldn't leave, which cast a dark pall on the kingdom. The drab lands were the witch's domain, a nasty land where only heroes ventured, and reluctantly at that. And so the king, in dire need of a hero, sent out envoys to neighboring lands. The king also looks like a WarioWare character. Yes, he does. Enter a young boy, eager for adventure. Let's pause this for a second, because I watched a different Let's Play, and the text is different. What do you mean? The EU version is different from the North American version. Oh. In what way did it differ? Well, one thing that I remember is that the the um, the the lady mod says something like a perfect outfit for the perfect princess, and the king sends out a call for help across kingdoms far and wide. It, it's it's just two different localization teams for English. For English. Oh, yes. I remember reading about this. People often did comparisons between the Nintendo of Europe localization versus the Nintendo of America localization. That was during a couple of years where people were particularly shitty to the treehouse. Goodness. People got mad about Fire Emblem and censorship. And Xenoblade. (laughs) And Xenoblade. Also censorship. God. I think there was also something about how only chosen heroes may enter the drab lands, whereas what we just read was a little bit different. Only ch- only heroes enter, and reluctantly at that. <laughs> I like that a little bit more. Well, that one sounds more like anyone can enter, but only, you know, heroes would. Only huge badasses. Right. And they don't want to. The drab lands are terrible. Right. Whereas the North American one seems like 
the only chosen heroes literally. Oh, so is this the may is enter. this the European version? I think so. Ah. How interesting. Yeah. So basically, at the start of the game, our hero shows up and he's wearing like silly looking poofy pants and a teddy bear shirt. Yes, it's the bare minimum outfit. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And According to non-canon sources such as the encyclopedia and so on. Right. This is a link between Worlds Link, who's already a huge badass. Rejected. Okay, this European translation is so much better. (laughs) Is it? Are you comparing it? (laughs) This cursed outfit of ultimate ugliness cannot be removed. Is that what the king says? That's just what the narration says. Oh, okay. The princess simply had to open it. Naturally, this was a huge mistake. I think that's the is that that's the, the North is American that, version. Is that the North American or the European one, Crystal? Oh, I don't know anymore. I just I just went to a different video and had the different one. Oh, I Whichever think that one might be I'm the reading no- currently is the better one. <laughs> I think that I, I think that's the North American version. I think that's oh, the North, North American, American version is better. Okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah, I like that one much better. Link me to that one. Oh, God, it's so silly. Luckily, it wasn't long before this courageous young fella came passing through. Perfect. Yes. Like, what? I don't really know what to say. I think there's... Yeah, this one definitely treats it a lot more whimsically. I think that whimsicalness is essential to the charm of Triforce Heroes. Uh Uh-huh. Definitely play the U.S. version if you can. I think that the the argument for this being... Um, a seasoned hero is that the bare minimum outfit oh. it's it does something like it gives you double damage does it yeah hold on I mean you are affected twice as much oh I see take double damage reduces one heart though if you get enough hero points it gives you two extra hearts and a sparkling visual effect High chance to dodge, but still double damage. So, honestly, once you upgrade it, not that bad. But what a hideous outfit. This version of the hero has no sense of style whatsoever. And this is a hero that you can name however you please. Yes. We don't... There's no mention in the game of him having any previous adventures, though. So, this could be an entirely new Link. Yeah, the... So, before... When this game was announced, they said, uh, we don't know where it's on the timeline yet. And then later they said, it's actually not on the timeline. And then shortly before release, they said, this is a sequel to A Link Between Worlds. <laughs> I think that was just to get Link Between Worlds players to pick it up. Yeah, actually. Yeah, <laughs> Because th- there is absolutely nothing in the text of the game itself that links it, so to speak, to any other game in the series. <laughs> The art style is similar to A Link Between Worlds, but people have faces like Wind Waker. Yes, this is definitely uh, one of the Toon Link characters. I so also like the concept art or the promotional art, I guess, which looks like the Toon style, but with A Link Between Worlds shading applied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. The, it's very the, good. The official arts for this are fantastic. They're all fabulous. It's like every Link trying out just like every outfit. Or like doing silly things in those outfits. Yes. The whole game is, the game is interesting because 
getting past all the narrative stuff, which barely exists, the entire game is sort of about just grinding for materials Mm -hmm. to make silly looking outfits. So you can run around grinding for more materials to make more and more outrageous outfits. Yes. The whole game is about style. Uh Uh-huh. And Link is stylish in every outfit, even the very unstylish ones. Yes, absolutely. They're just stylish in different ways. Yeah. Well, I mean, a bare minimum one is... No one wants that one. (laughs) Awful. Just horrible. And the cursed tights. The cursed tights are also very bad. (laughs) So, advancing the story... Ah. (laughs) Story? Yeah, I guess. Um, This Link... Link? This hero. This hero who has blonde hair, wanders into town and is immediately recognized as a hero candidate. Due to having such good hero-style features. Yes, the the three key points of the ears and the bangs and the side-parted hair. But with no sense of style whatsoever. No. And he's asked to go report into the castle. And there, um, the captain of the guards recognizes and acknowledges him and introduces him to the witch hunting brigade. There's a witch hunting brigade made to hunt that witch. Yes, the witch named Lady Maud. Lady Maud. Also known as the Lady, which, that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty good. Lady Maud, as the villain of this game, is genuinely one of the best villains of the entire series. And... Link is given a spool of Hytopian silk. And he's like, listen, we can't have you running around in that shit. Go to Madame Couture's boutique and she'll set you up. And you get, um, after she overcomes the shock of such an unfashionable person. She's like, oh. She makes you a hero's tunic. She's like, this is the bare minimum of what you can run around in without looking like hot garbage. Without the bare minimum? Oh no, I did it. I I that was accident. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> so, uh, Madame Couture is also a witch. She is of a group of people who make magical outfits. Because every outfit in this game has its own magical effect. Mhm. The hero's tunic, however, has no magical effect. It is the most basic of all clothes. It's made out of silk though. That's true. <laughs> From very dapper silkworms. Yes. Is the description. Good. And um, then Link reports back in. He's allowed to enter the Triforce Gate, where there are two other Links who join up to enter. Two other heroes. Two other heroes to enter into the, the Drablands. Yes. And why are they going into the Drablands? Are they simply fighting their way to activate the gates so that they can... Go towards the witch's castle. Um, Lady Maud lives in the Drablands. Yes. Yes. So I guess they're advancing. Okay, they're advancing deeper and deeper into the Drablands. Yes. Though as you advance, or as um, the hero advances, you also pick up parts of her outfit. And Madame Couture lets you know that if you assemble the lady's outfit, you can actually release Princess Styla from the spell without having to defeat the witch. Because Lady Maud's sense of style is what gives her her enormous power in the first place. Um. So if you can recreate her outfit, you can undo her magic. I, I guess so. If I may quote from Shalashaska in the gate to, in the tri, who's standing near the Triforce gate, 
This is where heroes gather to search for allies via a wireless connection and together <laughs> venture into the Drablands. I oversee all such travel between the two worlds. I alone send heroic travelers on their way. This is a Triforce gateway. Using its power is the only way to travel to the Drablands. Only when three heroes gather will the Triforce's power awaken and allow for travel between the worlds. And that last Triforce is Tri-Space Force? No, it's Triforce one word. Huh. It also seems like the Drablands are almost a parallel world that's being traveled into. Yes. So, yes. So Lady Maud isn't just like some witch living out in the desert. She has a whole other dimension that she freely travels back and forth between. Yes. Well, pull up a picture of the Drablands. The, I, have, I have some thoughts about the Drablands. <laughs> As do I. Okay. You go first. Um, why don't you go first? Well... The Drablands have, it, it kind of looks somewhat reminiscent of both the maps in Four Swords and Four Swords Adventures. Yes. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the, the structures in the world seem to be calling to other Zelda games. Like the, the Woodlands looks a lot like Woodfall Temple in Majora's Mask. Sure. The Riverside actually looks like a lot like Zora's Domain in Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. The ice cavern kind of looks like uh, the ice temple from Spirit Tracks. Yeah. The fortress looks a lot like Peach's Castle from Super Mario 64. You could also say that it looks like uh, Hyrule Castle from Wind Waker, maybe? A little bit. Uh, the dunes don't quite match exactly with any of the other pyramids in the series, but I think they're closest to Muto's temple. Oh, I would have said the Temple of Power. Oh, you think so? Maybe. I I'll defer to your expertise here. The ruins look exactly like the Wind Waker and Four Swords Adventures Hyrule Castle. Mm-hmm. Mm. The Sky Realm looks specifically a lot like the city in the sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a dra- Oh, no. Okay, what are you saying, <laughs> Crystal? I want to hear- I want to hear Monica's go first. It's Hyrule. Oh, yes, us. <laughs> I also think it's Hyrule. Okay, yeah. so the Drablands are Hyrule. Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay, and okay. Monica, where do you think Hytopia is? I want to see if you're thinking along my lines. The sacred realm. Oh my god. Oh my god. This <laughs> yes. Is also, it's the, it, these are all spirits of good. Yay! Wait, hold on. What? Yeah. Hold on. What do you mean they're all spirits of good? They're not Helians, but they're not humans. They're spirits of good. Everyone in Hytopia. Yes. I would have imagined you were going to say this is post-low rule. Low rule after it's given its own Triforce, which is what the Triforce gates are. No. Work too. <laughs> no. No, this is this is the ancient kingdom? What do you mean? Or is this where the spirits of good went after the war? Yeah, this is where they went to. This is their their realm. This is their own world. Yeah. A sacred realm. I didn't reach as far as Crystal. Oh my this. fucking god. I, I just assumed that they were in the sacred realm. I didn't reach to the you know, spirits of good thing. Okay, we kind of <laughs> all three went in different directions here. Uh, you two a lot closer than the one that I went in. Also, I didn't think of this at all. What's was <laughs> your theory? It's just it's low rule. No, okay. I wasn't thinking of this. <laughs> Hytopia is like an another kingdom, and the Drablands is well. It's clearly like a reflection of Hyrule in some ways. But I was, like mm-hmm. hi, the people of Hytopia, all they care about is fashion. 
Yeah. They're not care, care, they don't care about like agriculture or working. Yeah. They're not a capitalist society, though they are a mercantile one. It's yeah, interesting. But like they, they don't care about buying anything except good looking clothes. Yeah, exactly. And power is derived from your ability to create fashion, which is why Madame Couture is a powerful witch and Lady Maud is a really powerful witch. They're both excellent designers. That's how the realms of the god would be. Oh, no. I spent most of my time preparing for this game, so all, like, one hour <laughs> yeah, yeah. trying to connect because um, that one area of the Drablands really looks like Wind Waker Hyrule Castle. Yeah, it's I tried a perfect to think, match. Yeah, I, I spent some time trying to wonder about, like, post-flood Hyrule. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. That is the one that I meant to say was, like, Hyrule Castle from Wind Waker. I, I misspoke when you were talking about the Peach's Castle one. Yeah, I, I but I, I can't fit a perfect theory on this. It may dawn later. I, I, I uh, okay. Well, I'm not going to say that we need to come up with something and hold to it as canon right this second. Uh-huh. But I like all of these ideas, and I think, like, especially crystals, we should leave that on the table where we can all stare at it as we talk about this game. Sure. <laughs> Because it's fucking me up right now. There's a couple of things, though. Um, pull up the material list. So, there are a couple of repeat items. Hmm. Such as the um, the demon fossil from Spirit Tracks. And, um, There's a few items here that are also equivalent to items that are in spirit tracks, like the aqua crown mm-hmm. as opposed to the ruto crown. Right. There's the uh, the Goran ore, which is very similar. The demon fossil, yes, like you said. Right. Yep. Um, there is an ancient coin, but they changed the design on it. Yeah, it's an ancient coin of a different kingdom. Right. It, this is provably not the old kingdom from spirit tracks, at least. Yes. Um, there's a star fragment, but that doesn't mean anything in particular. Uh, there's a crimson shell, which is just literally... A Koopa shell. A Koopa shell. Well, no, it's actually the shell of those, uh, turtle monsters from Link to the Past. Read the description. A mysterious shell that never misses a foe in... Th- oh, my fuck. <laughs> it's a red, it's a red Koopa shell from Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, good. There's the royal ring. Yes. There's a lot. There's a lot here. There's a lot of materials. There's a lot of materials. Here we learned that Poes have souls which they keep separate from their bodies. Or yeah. I mean, why wouldn't they? From their forms. There's cuckoo feathers. It's fucked up. <laughs> I like the description for gold dust, which is it looks like sand, but it's so much more. Cha-ching. The did we talk about what's what's actually on the ancient coin? We did not. It appears to be a bird. Yes. It looks, yeah, I suppose, arguably a loft wing. Yeah. Well, no, I wouldn't say it's a loft wing. It looks almost like a dove. No. You know what Styla rhymes with? Hyla. Hyla. <laughs> also, Wyla. Byla. Dyla. Have you considered that perhaps the reason Hylia reincarnated into Zelda was because she was herself the princess of Hytopia? Okay, what? The reason 
Hylia reincarnated into Princess Zelda and became a princess is because in her past life, she was the princess of Hytopia. Okay, so... <laughs> Crystal! <laughs> what? I... This is the most successful you're ever going to be at turning an entire episode into a shit post. So I want all three of us and our listeners to savor this because there's not enough text in Triforce Heroes for me to wrestle this out of her hands. Oh my god. Sure, we'll go with that for right now. Hylia, princess of Hytopia, cursed to wear this fucking spandex full body doo-doo outfit, that, which looks horrible and she can't take off. No, I'm not saying Hylia is literally Styla. That is I, what you just said with your mouth. No, I'm saying she was another princess of Hytopia. Okay. At some Hy- juncture. Okay, so Styla, who begat... Phyla, who begat <laughs> Hylia. Yeah. Okay. Named after the kingdom, Hytopia. Of course. Okay. Uh, you know what? This is about the level uh, that Triforce Heroes needs when talking about its lore, because that that's what this game is. It's just silly. It's worth pointing out that the Triforce gate in Hytopia Castle has this weird-looking T in the center yeah, for Triangle. for Triforce. Sure. Yeah. They, they don't use the letter T here. Yeah, well, what do you mean? It's right there. T for Triforce. Okay. This is simple. Oh, okay. So two it's more the- things. One small, one big. Oh, God. One, apparently the Hyrule Encyclopedia introduced the idea that the uh, antique coins and spirit tracks were issued by the Bank of Hyrule during an unknown era. Uh... Uh, another thing, you might be wondering, well, if Hytopia is the realm of the of the gods, what are the other neighboring kingdoms he sends out envoys to? Right. Mm-hmm. As you know, Link, Link has been a hero not only in Hyrule, but in many lands, the neighboring Hyrule. Crystal? Now, I think Hytopia is where the spirits of good who are specifically attached to Hyrule live. It is the Hyrule Utopia. And I think, while you're correct that these heroes are not Link as such, they are all foreign aspects of the hero's spirit who have been called back to Hytopia. So where do they come from? Oh, one of them might be from Holodrum, one from Labrina, one from Termina. Are you... Are you suggesting... That these other lands are geographically connected to the sacred realm, the location of the well, gods. Sorry, let me clarify. They are from Labyrinthopia, Holodratopia, oh. and Terminatopia. <laughs> so the Triforce Heroes, three words, Triforce Heroes, they are themselves spirits of good. Yes. And the spirits of good are... What here? These are all minor gods? Yeah. Fuck me. The, you know, the, the the sacred realm is bigger than just Hytopia. Hytopia is just the aspect of it that is that is connected to Hyrule. Do y'all remember <laughs> back in Four Swords Adventures when we theorized that the entire sacred realm at that point was just the little room that they hid the Four Sword in where the Triforce also happened to be sitting? Uh-huh. At that point, it very well may have been. 
Oh. It's, it can expand and contract. Wait, so then what happens to Hytopia after this game? What do you mean? If Hytopia is the sacred realm, and this takes place, we'll pretend, during the time of Hylia's grandmother, Styla. <laughs> I don't... Then, no, I don't then what happens to... What happens to Hytopia during the Great Demon War? No, 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 no. I think this is actually very late in the timeline, not I'm early. I'm sorry? It's very late in the timeline. So Hylia begat Phyla, who begat <laughs> Styla. Yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, not necessarily direct line, but certainly related. I, mm, Crystal, I don't know how I feel about this one. Because obviously Hyrule is in ruins, so like... It must be pretty late. Is Hyrule in ruins? Yeah, the Drablands. There are no people there. What if the? Wait a minute. What if the? What if the Drablands are actually like the old kingdom? That's what I was trying to connect. Like oh. what if? What if the Drablands are actually the old kingdom during the time that Hyrule is extant? You think so? so? Th- so this could take place during the utterly vasty Zelda timeline, so to speak, but it takes place on a different continent than the one that Ganon is running around on. It, it takes place on the uh, Spirit Tracks continent, but during a different timeline when that kingdom was never refounded, and it is just the drab lands. I guess we should... Are the heavens that the spirits track that the spirits of good descended from and returned to the same as the sacred realm? I have never thought so. Okay, then this is not the sacred realm. I don't think that the I don't think that the sacred realm is literally the realm of the gods. The sacred realm is the name of the place where the Triforce sits. Okay, this is absolutely not the sacred realm. Then the Triforce is not here. This is just the realm of the spirits of good. Oh God, help me! You're actually trying to fit it into the canon this way. Okay, <laughs> and, and you're right that it, it could take place really at any point when the High Rule, even if it's what would later become New High Rule, uh, is is in ruins, which is several points in the timeline. There's all kinds of times that this could be taking place. If we wanted to, we could say that this is taking place while Link was asleep for a hundred years in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I am inclined to say that if Breath of the Wild is at the end of the timeline, this is past that. See, I would have almost thought that you were suggesting that Triforce Heroes is the first pre-Skyward Sword game. You could also say that, I guess. <laughs> That's the fun there's... thing about uh, about Hytopia as a setting. It doesn't have to be anywhere in particular. Well, there's there's one thing. Oh, no. There's, there's one <laughs> image oh. in the game. Oh, yeah. In the dunes area of the Drablands. Okay. Um... There is a set of books that you can read, written by a Four Eyes, some person who journeyed into the Drablands. Wait, they named the scholar Four Eyes? That's how he signs off. Oh, okay. That's very stylish. But um, he ventures into the various areas and writes about different things, and you can actually find what he's in re- uh, referring to, such as a little green butterfly or so on. Sure. But in the dunes area, um, as he's running around and about to pass out, he sees a fairy tale-like image of the hero. 
fairy tale like image of the hero. You'll have to pull up the full quote for context. Look up Drabland's diary. I think it was something like, like in a fairy tale, I saw. That's when the hero appeared before me. He was so sublime, so dapper, as though pulled from a fairy tale. Was it a dream, or could it really have been him? Yes. That's when he was dehydrated in the desert. <laughs> and so on the wall of the... One of the one of the walls that you encounter... In the dunes. Yes, is painting Link from A Link Between Worlds. Okay, so... Yeah, I there, mean, that, that makes a, sense because the hero is, is clearly known of... Yes, they know of the hero. Okay, so that would seem to indicate that if there is any real indication of how this relates to anything, this does take place after Link Between Worlds. But it takes place, one, in a context in which Link is known as a hero, which is pretty much only in low rule. And two, when Link, like, it's way in the past. This would have to be long after Link Between Worlds. Yes. Which, as we know, takes place after Twilight Princess. <laughs> I guess. Uh-huh. So, like, would you say now that the Drablands are high rule, low rule? Um, I don't know. I really let's, take, let's, let's, let's take it point by point. One, because the hero is known, it has to be after Skyward Sword, right? The the spirit has been forged. Yeah, there, if, if this is the hero, there, this is post-Skyward Sword. Obviously, uh, the Link Between Worlds link has happened. Yeah. And the Drablands appear to have elements from various different incarnations of not only... Hyrule, but a little bit of some other kingdoms. Sure. Such as the Mushroom Kingdom and Termina. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Definitely the Mushroom Kingdom. Uh, I want to see where this is going. So I would think this would suggest that this is after the point when, when the timelines have at least begun to merge. Oh. This could be the beginning of the 10,000 years or just before it. Yeah. Or after it. <laughs> or it's somewhere in there. 10,000 years is a long time. Yeah. I mean, Darksiders happen at some point, and there's destruction after that. Dark Souls also happened sometime during this period. Yeah, Dark Souls. They fixed that, though. They wished on the Triforce and made Dark Souls good now. Yeah, Dark Souls 2 is great. I just want to say to our listeners, we're not actually getting out of order with this one. It's more that what actually happens within Triforce Heroes matters so little that we can just do the timeline placement without talking about the rest of the plot first. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can. Yeah. All the pieces are here. So after Twilight Princess. Well, I, <laughs> after Link Between Worlds. Yes, after Link Between Worlds. I think that Crystal's suggestion that this is after the resonance of Ganon's wish from Link to the Past has caused the worlds to begin to blur together mm. makes a certain amount of sense. Yes. Maybe, you know, by the time of Breath of the Wild, there is no sacred realm of which we're aware. So is it possible that in merging the timelines, they were first merged in the Sacred Realm itself before the Sacred Realm bled into oh, the world and Breath of the Wild. And it's areas that are lost yes, these to are, the other worlds. Yes, the, this is like, uh, it's 
areas that are lost in time as the timelines begin to fade. The Wind Waker Hyrule Castle. Yes. Which was lost to the, the final oh. flood. Places that are lost to history. The but, Pyramid of Power. But echoes remain of them because they are so important. And those echoes cause them to manifest physically in the sacred realm itself. The Drablands are the sacred realm. Mm. That makes sense. There, That is a recurring theme. There are the, the city in the sky, Muto's temple, the Wind Waker Castle. I mean, they're all lost places. They're all lost places. And lost places can manifest if we take them as being echoes of the wills that built them or the heroes that experienced them or even how each of these things in their small ways are all connected to Ganon. That also explains why there are three heroes one from each timeline yes that would also explain something about the way that the hero's voice works in this game we didn't get a full citation i didn't confirm it it's just on the wiki page is that on zelda.gamepedia.com yes i want to read that part out um yeah okay where what which page was that on the main one for triforce heroes uh-huh. it's in trivia okay uh, how about you read that crystal Link's voice in Triforce Heroes is based on four previous Zelda games. When the player begins a new game, Link is randomly assigned a voice from either Ocarina of Time, The Wind Waker, Spirit Tracks, or A Link Between Worlds. If any Links in a multiplayer game share the same voice, they will be pitch-shifted to remain distinct. There's no citation on that. There's no citation on that, but it sounds reasonable. And I do remember hearing my Link's voice and going, huh, that sounds really familiar. So, Ocarina of Time, that doesn't really say anything, but Wind Waker is on a separate... Well, I mean, Ocarina of Time for, like, Young Link is very much rooted in the child timeline. Young Link isn't much of a thing in the adult timeline. Mm. Wind Waker is definitely the adult timeline. So is Spirit Tracks. Link Between Worlds is either the child or, like, it's probably the child timeline, but it could be the accursed side as well, depending. Or the child timeline. Furthermore, that's what, that's what I said. as further yeah. evidence, the traditional Chinese title of this game is Zelda Legend, The Three Divine Triangle Swordsmen. Chinese traditional, yes. <laughs> yeah, the Chinese simplified is Zelda Legend, Triangle Force Heroes. Which is a good title on a different level. But I do like the Three Divine Triangle Swordsmen. God. Um, okay. I like that idea. I like it a lot. So it's... So the drab, so Hytopia is a physical place, okay. And the drablands are the sacred realm, which are currently populated by echoes of other places from throughout the timelines that have disappeared. I think that kind of makes sense too, because I was wondering about the Crimson Shell, but if it's starting to like in the Oneiroverse theory, I was I didn't want to say Oneiroverse, but I've been thinking that for the past fifteen minutes. Koopa, Koopa shells are getting in. Yeah, they've. Mario enemies have been leaking into the proper timeline through dreams since 1992. And that's reflected in the costumes that are made by Madame Couture. Because Madame Couture can also make a very nice Hammer Brothers outfit. Also, Ice Climbers parka. An Ice Climbers parka, yes. Also a Sentai Ranger outfit. Now, let's not forget Linebeck's uniform and the Fierce Deity outfit. Uh-huh. There's a lot going on here, and there's a lot to unpack. That's why the three links 
uh, when they all stand on top of each other, are called a totem, and why there is a statue of them in the middle of Hytopia. Of course, the spirits of good that are linked to Hyrule would consider the the spirit of the hero to be like a symbol that represents them in totality. I like the concept that somebody has perceived the branching of the timeline. Yeah. There are three heroes across three timeline branches. So could it be that the neighboring three kingdoms are each Hyrule? Just Hyrule of three different manifestations before they eventually merge into one kingdom? Sure. Or it could be that in in calling for the hero, King Tuft has caused the manifestation of the heroes. They came because he called. Something happens when when you play Link is Blonde initially. Sure. But when you go to the Triforce Gate and you hook up with, you know, two other players and so on. You might not be blonde anymore. You aren't blonde. You definitively aren't blonde. The green-wearing Link has green hair. Green-tinted, yeah. He's got, like, Zelda's hair from Wind Waker. A little bit more green. Slight, maybe another shade, but her hair was pretty green. And the red Link has red hair, and the blue Link has blue hair. Right. So... None of them are the hero. And in being proximity to these other heroes, you show that neither you nor either of the other two are Link. It is only when you're by yourself that you can keep up that illusion. Mm. But none of these people are Link. It's just that Link doesn't have to be the hero. <laughs> Each of these people is one third of the necessary heart for making a single hero's spirit. Hmm. When so does I'm blonde Link turn green? Is it only in the Drablands? When you open the, when you start up opening the gates, when well, you multiplayer hookup, when you do multiplayer hookup before going into the yeah, before. ah, uh, when you call to heroes from other worlds, mm-hmm. yes, which again, this helps codify Dark Souls as being part of the Zelda timeline. What? <laughs> it does. Okay. If you play Dark Souls, you'll get what is meant there. I love the outfits in this game. They're very good. I love them so much. I love that there's like five dress outfits. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Link is glamorous. The fun thing about this game is that the fashionable woman or stylish woman, every single time you come out in an outfit, she'll mention something about it. And when you pop out in the legendary dress, which is very plainly based on Zelda, a mixture of Ocarina of Time and Wind Waker, she's like, Oh my god, that is so stylish. You are giving me a run for my rupees. And it's like, yeah, I am. Because Link's just fabulous. Like, one of the key official arts of this game is just the the three Links standing on the dressing stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Red Link is trying on the cactus outfit. And Blue Link is holding... Uh, the PJs. The PJs. While Green Link is just posing under the spotlight in the legendary dress. And Blue Link is like, oh my god, that shit is rockin'. The game doesn't play Link dressing in feminine coated outfits for laughs, which is appreciated, and it's weird that they- It's a step above Breath of the Wild. It's several fucking steps above Breath of the Wild in that regard. Sure (laughs) is. And the legendary dress is really useful. The legendary dress could be argued to be the strongest single 
like outfit in the entire game because it makes hearts drop more frequently, which in some ways is even better than having a heart container. And you only need one of them. It makes sense that the legendary dress would be the best one in the game since it is the <laughs> dress of Hylia. <laughs> you know, if we've can, if if uh, are we generally in agreement that if we're going to try to place this game concretely in the timeline according to our particular breed of the timeline, that the Drablands being the sacred realm makes sense? Yeah, yeah. If the Drablands are the sacred realm, then why? Uh, if the Drablands are the Sacred Realm, then why is Hytopia parallel to it, but still in the physical world? What do you mean it's in the physical world? Well, it's neighboring Hyrule, clearly, or some version of it. Is it? Well, I mean, that's where all the heroes come from, isn't it? Is it? The heroes weren't in Hytopia. The heroes traveled to Hytopia. Right. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like they warped. No, I'm saying they're from neighboring places. They're physically from... What I'm saying is that Hytopia yeah. seems to be physically in the physical world mm. yes sure but in the heavens why though in, in the realm of the spirits of good yeah i know <laughs> but why though because because these are spirits of good oh it's just because it, it just <laughs> because <laughs> well the answer oh, okay is, why is the draft lands in the sacred realm well i mean we actually went over that in some detail because it's barring from different timelines from all over and it just happens to play pretty cleanly into our particular brand of bullshit. Okay, why why does Hytopia have Triforce gates into the Sacred Realm? That's kind of, they just built gates into the Sacred Realm. Oh, they just did it, huh? I, it happens sometimes. What if Hytopia, why Hytopia is just only Hyrule? Care about, sorry, go on, Monica. What if Hytopia is just Hyrule? It went through a renaming thing. This is just a particular period yeah, in Hyrule. Yeah, somewhere in the 10,000 years, Hyrule had a slight... Oh, so they thought they were rid of Ganon so permanently that their entire culture changes. Yeah. Oh. So this actually takes place during the 10,000-year gap. Yeah. When the worst evil that shows up is a witch who has a different sense of what's fashionable. And see, there are still Triforces around loosely, and people still remember the hero loosely. But it's all in the past. And, um... Well, there's something I forgot. I think that the best joke in this game is the light armor, and the light armor is a lamp. And it illuminates dark areas because it's okay. the light armor. That's a good joke. Oh, and because Hyrule is usually the place that has a direct uh, access to the sacred realm. Right. So this is Hyrule. Everybody's just super fashionable. And they chose to not name a princess Zelda. Oh, yeah. That that actually is a little bit of a problem, having a princess who's not named Zelda, because they're really consistent about that bullshit. It was the law. It was the law. Somewhere in a 10,000-year utopia. Uh, I can accept it, but I don't know. I would I would sooner think that it's a kingdom that neighbors Hyrule. It takes place after Breath of the Wild. I agree. <laughs> oh, God. And it's in the heavens. <laughs> this is a... This is, this Hashtag is, shit post episode. No, it's just... It's not even that. It's just that this is a... This is a weird place to flex your influence, Crystal. You should note that the Japanese name for Hytopia is just Dress Kingdom. Yeah, perfect. I mean, it... 
Yeah, it would be. Why are all the strongest outfits in the game feminine encoded? Not all of them, but many of them. Because Hylia. I also love the cheer outfit. The cheer outfit is, is actually really good. So fucking dope. Because it has the same st- this game uses the same stamina gauge as in uh, Link Between Worlds, and one person having a cheer outfit increases everybody's stamina gauge by fifty percent. Which I lets- think they shared. No, they have different ones. They have different ones. Yeah. What do, What do you mean they have different? People ones? have different stamina gauges. Oh, uh, hold on. Yes. So you, if you bring in one, then the other two get bigger stamina gauges. Uh-huh. But what I was saying was that's powerful because it lets your two allies uh-huh. use the super powerful items uh-huh. 50% more before they have to recharge. Yes. Uh-huh. Like, love corrected me when I haven't said anything wrong yet. Can't you wait until I'm wrong? <laughs> it happens pretty often. <laughs> Well, Cameron, you're right. This is truly the most canon Zelda game. <laughs> I'm so glad we've come to this. I'm so glad. But so- we couldn't have gotten to this without all the revelations of Spirit Tracks. Or everything from Four Swords Adventures. Yeah. Or even everything from Link Between Worlds, God help us all. Yeah. It's almost like it was all one beautiful tapestry leading to this single game, Triforce Heroes. <laughs> Should okay, we've we've talked a little bit about Triforce Heroes timeline placement, but before we get into like concretely placing it and going like, all right, here's where it's supposed to be on the accursed timeline. Let's finish talking about the the plot of the game itself. Okay. Okay. Monica, you, you should continue, Monica. <laughs> okay, so you don't have to click anywhere or look this up. You no, can say this no, shit from memory. No. You, you wander around in the Drablands a lot and be different bosses. And at certain ones, you pick up different parts of the ladies' ensemble. The glasses and the collar. And the parasol. Well, the parasol you get for beating her. Yeah. But anyway, you end up in the, the Sky Temple. The Sky Temple. <laughs> oh, before you get there, I guess you encounter the lady once. Um, and she's like, why are you here? She expects that you're here to deliver Styla's thanks for such a stylish outfit. And she is very insulted when apparently you call it a curse. She's like, a curse? And she's like, get lost. What? Don't talk to me again. Why would you ever say that about something I made? Right. So you chase her to the Sky Temple. And then you have a, a very, very, very fabulous boss battle with her. She is unbelievable like her giant sun scepter has sunglasses and she's basically on like a it looks like a wedding cake yeah 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 and she's got a wedding cake dress and huge a disco ball <laughs> disco ball but also huge gossamer butterfly wings and like three pairs of them and i don't remember much of the boss battle aside from the fact that you have to travel up these giant parasols that are slowly rising it's yeah it's amazing so you can whack her and you fight her with fashion you fight her with fashion and the medium by which you move around is also fashion sure and her scepter is a parasol but it also has eyeglasses she's like the exact extreme opposite of every incarnation of ganon in every way (laughs) 
She's the first female. She's the first full-blown female real final boss. Yes. And the the twist, I guess, if you don't see it coming, is that um, Lady Maud really was trying to deliver a genuinely good gift to Princess Styla. She was doing her best. Yes. And she's like... She did not like Princess Styla's style. She found <laughs> it... She hates the cutesy style. And so she spent some quite some time making, you know, what she considers to be the most fashionable outfit. It's something that will offset Styla's particular personal appearance. Like, create balance. Sure, yes. And... And yeah, it was, it was a well-meaning gift. She's like, but I, I did my best to make something that would literally f- do, be perfect for her. And the best part is the reason nobody can take it off is that she's like, why, why would, would you take it off? Why would you want to take it off? It's perfect. So you get the lady's parasol. Uh, but she's like, fine, take it. You and that princess can have it and never, ever come back here. You and that whole drab kingdom won't be getting any of my presents anymore. And you take it over to Madame Couture, who turns out is the younger sister of Lady Maud. Yeah. Because they both have this magical clothing thing. They also have the same glasses. Yes. They're all little Asian grandmas. Yeah. <laughs> Fashion grandmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you get to make the lady's outfit, and you decurse Styla. By... Wearing the same outfit that Lady Maud was wearing because her real power was in her fashion sense. And Styla, or I think King Tuft afterwards, gives you the cursed tights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, which you can wear. You can have them. Uh huh. And and everybody's overjoyed, and they're free to, you know, they were scared originally to wear fashionable outfits, but now they can deck themselves out in fashion again. Because they thought that if they were too fashionable, the witch would curse them to be unfashionable forever. There is a hilarious guy in the um, the courtyard who is wearing like a full suit and top hat. And if you get him to turn around, he only <laughs> is wearing underwear on the back half. So he's only half. He halved his fashion. <laughs> halved his fashion. <laughs> According to him. Okay, yeah, halved his fashion so he'd be less of a target. Yes, and it's the back half because you know he's facing forward you, most of the time. Yeah, you've got to you've got to be presenting properly. <sighs> Triforce Heroes is amazing. I I don't know that there's anything that's just r- out and out wrong with it in any way that's meaningful. It's one of those weird games where it's like, okay, yeah, it sucks that you can't just play through it in a two player thing. That's that's a big old stinkeroony, but God, it's a good game, and it's just funny and lighthearted, and it doesn't have any weird bullshit in it that I remember. It's been a couple years. Good, yeah, good game. And then after the after the whole curse is broken, they just have a big party. That's the ending. Now that uh, style is fashionable again, everybody can dress up and have a party because that's what the royal family does. They throw parties, and the king says, "Maybe you can come to it." Who knows? It depends on if you dress the part. And that that's the that's the end of Triforce Heroes. There's nothing else to say about it. How is this game received? I don't know. I think it was well reviewed. Let's look on the Metacritic. 73. <laughs> Go ahead. Could you repeat that, Crystal? I'm not sure that came through. 73 out of 100. Huh. You don't say. 
Is that good? Uh, you, for for um, a video game, you would call that mixed to average. For a Legend of Zelda video game, it's bottom of the fucking barrel. Oh, it's fun. It's fun. It's fantastic. That is... Um, that's kind of like Dandara got almost the same score when it released last year. You believe that shit? Dandara got in the low 70s? Hmm. But Dandara is a strong contender for my best game of 2018. See, Triforce here is legitimately difficult and verging on unfun when you play as one person. Sure. Because the way it controls, you have two doppels, which are like dummy characters, and you can only possess one at a time and you sort of rotate between them. But then it becomes very, very hard to do a couple of the later stages because the puzzles, some of them are time-based. And I don't know how it got through those. Uh, just plain luck and doing it a million times. Well, Triforce Heroes is good. Yeah, I still loved it. Yeah. If, you, if, if you've got two friends with 3DSs, it's really good to play that way. They should put it on the Switch. Yes. I've been saying that about Crystal Chronicles for the longest time, but now that they're doing that, I'll, I'll change to Triforce Heroes. Uh-huh. So is that is that it? <laughs> To Triforce Heroes. Well, do do we want to try it and concretely place it in the timeline now? Uh, okay. I'm asking. So, I'm, I'm not saying we have to. Yeah, let's do it. I guess let, let's all go through our each positions and we'll find a compromise. Okay, yeah. Start with me. I think it is after Breath of the Wild. Okay. Monica? I I concur. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why the fuck are you two laughing so hard? We're overjoyed. Okay, good. At this concurrence. (laughs) I don't think that its specific placement actually matters that much, except for all this shit that's coming together. For me, it definitely comes at some point after the timelines begin to merge, but I would say that it actually takes place before the 10,000-year gap. Yeah, I'm fine with anywhere like around Breath of the Wild. I'm going to say before the 10,000-year gap, because during the 10,000-year gap and after the 10,000-year gap, I don't think there was a sacred realm, because the Hyrulean royal family kept the Triforce in Hyrule Castle. There still can be a sacred realm. It's just not being used for any effect. But, the, mm, I guess. And, that's, and in fact, that's even a stronger And that's why point. it's the Drablands? Uh-huh. Okay, so maybe somewhere in those 10,000 years. You remember when the Triforce was kept in the North Castle? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay, so we we all generally agree that it takes place after the confluence of the timelines. Mm-hmm. That the Drablands are apparently the sacred realm. And that's pretty much it in terms of what we agree on so far. I think that's firm enough to put it in a timeline picture. Sure, but... Uh, Crystal's thing where it takes place in the heavens is something that we need to address. I I don't concretely know that it's in the heavens. I would argue that it's probably not because it seems like the three heroes, the not links, if you will, seem to have traveled there on foot. They could have cannoned over, but okay, yes. Why do you say they traveled there on foot? Because Link just walks into the scene. Right? That's it. How would you propose that the heroes got there otherwise? 
they manifested when the king called for them. All right. That's why they have no name or history. Hold on. You're saying that this person with this horrible fashion sense is a simulacrum. Right. They haven't learned fashion yet. Crystal, why do they have a teddy bear shirt? It's cute. Is a teddy bear shirt the default state of existence? <laughs> I'm, I'm having yes. trouble conceiving of this because the king, the king of all fashion can't call such an unfashionable person into an existence. That just can't be done. He, he called for the hero, and the hero is, is just, by default, unfashionable. By default, wearing the bare minimum? <laughs> Good. I'm so glad. Oh, my God. I mean, Link's... Uh, mm, yeah? This might help Monica's idea. Oh, no. Link was not a particularly fashionable person before Breath of the Wild. Yeah, people do often make fun of his clothes. And this is the game where the hero spirit learned to be fashionable. And that's why he's so fashionable in Breath of the Wild. It's why everybody in Breath of the Wild kind of wants his body. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But then then we're given a very important question, which I think has to be addressed. Who is the hero in this? Because it's not Link. It can be Link. It's three motherfuckers. And each of them is a single aspect of the heroism. None of them is Link as we know him. If they don't have a name, you might as well call them Link. This is the... They have names. They have names that you gave them. I named him Link. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Yeah, but your Link has blue hair. And he's not Link. Well, before I open the gates, he has blonde hair. Yeah, but as soon as he comes within range of the other heroes and the truth is revealed... I'm still putting forth that this is the first canonical game that has a title that starts with The Legend of Zelda, where you just straight up don't play as Link. You really seem to be splitting a thin hair here. A. Wait, what's A about that one? I I think I missed that joke. Hair. Oh, I see. (laughs) No, because we're we're talking about hair color. Yeah, like... (laughs) Is it is it actually easier to say neither of these, none of these people are links than it is to say there's three links? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say yeah. Like, and what about what about the lost doppel? Lost stoppable? The lost doppel? The lo- oh there's okay. A- the statue of purple link. We haven't actually. We didn't talk about any of the statues. Monica, you're the one who's played through this game in single player. Could you explain the whole thing with the statues? There are doppels. They what? look like. Can you Link's explain what a doppel stuff. is? They look like Link, but they've got like the stone mask. Okay, so they are like uh, statues. Yes, there is a doppelmaster that can sort of animate them, but by animate, I mean Link or the player character can possess them. And when they're animated. Don't they have Link's face? Yes. And then the Link's actual body. body of Link has the fe- regular stone face? Yes. So what's actually happening is that Link's personhood is shifting between these different bodies. Uh-huh. And That's- there is a fourth or a third one outside of the castle that is gathering dust and Link kind of brushes off dust. That's existentially horrifying. It looks like him, it says. No, just like the fact that Link's, not just his consciousness, but his personhood is shifting between these things. That's like, if you 
moved your spirit into a store mannequin and looked back at your actual body and it had a mannequin's face. Yeah. That is some goosebumps shit. And it's possible that... No, I'm sorry. That's are you afraid of the dark shit. (laughs) It's possible that there was just one link in this. They, They misunderstood or they saw the three timeline branches or whatnot. And then this link journeyed forth with two doppels and fixed everything. So there's two separate ideas of how this story might go. Uh-huh. So this is another Oracle situation where there's two instances of this story. Yes, the timeline kind of splits a bit and joins back up. What do you make of that, Crystal? Yeah, I think I think I think that's pretty good. I might I might say something like maybe there is one link and when he summons the other heroes, he's just splitting himself into three. So this is my, I feel like all of that involves a lot more assumptions than just saying that none of these guys are Link, but when they work together, they're the hero. The spirit of the hero arrived one third. Sure. In three people. That guy, that, or it's just like three okay guys and they work together. (laughs) When the timeline is merging, the three timelines are merging into one. The spirit of the hero literally went into th- like one third into each branch. No, maybe- each of them is fully and indivisibly link, but also there's three of them, but there's also only one link. Does is that why Breath of the Wild link is so much more powerful than every other link? <laughs> because he's, he's three times he's the three. spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. This is some weird shit that we've gotten into here. Try first. I didn't. So we've ex- definitively placed this before Breath of the Wild. Yeah, it's absolutely. Yes. Be- it's before Breath of the Wild. Yes, it's before Breath of the Wild, but takes place after the timeline merging, and probably somewhere. Maybe it's not that long before Breath of the Wild. I would say before the ten thousand year gap, but I'd also be willing to back off on that if it came down to having a fight. I still don't think these are the spirits of good. I think that this is a physical location in the world, and everybody here is just human. <sighs> I mean, I, 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 the, the idea of this being a kingdom where the spirits... Like, this is where the, key, the spirits of good fucked off to after they beat up Malice. That's a, good, that's a good pull. I like that. It's good. But also, at the same time, I don't know if... Uh, I don't know. There's not enough here for me to argue with it. I can't it's, argue. It's like Kirby. Okay. You know, the, the the realm of the gods is not a serious place. It's a happy, fun time place. Oh. Just like Popstar. Just like Popstar. Okay. They just care about fashion. Instead of food. Yeah, and occasionally when the humans are having a bad time, they'll come down and help. This is such a weird idea. It's such a weird idea, and I can't sign off on it, but I'll sign off on everything else about this placement. We'll come back to the question one day, and by one day, I mean like six episodes from now. Our timeline episode? Our timeline episode. We'll come back to this. Oh my god, we're getting close now. We are getting close. I can't remember what people send us questions. You can send questions to the podcast email, Podcast at gmail.com. That's bookofmedorapodcast at gmail.com. Now, Crystal, I did 
post some questions on my Twitter. Uh, sorry, I put up a question post and got some questions out of it. Yeah, so did I. Doubled up. We got a lot of questions. As far as that goes, you can also send in questions to myself or Crystal on Twitter, and we'll give you where to send that after our question segment. Shall we start off with yours, Crystal? Sure. Uh, Miria asks, was it a waste of reusing the A Link Between Worlds engine? No, they made a better game. I agree. Agreed. The engine is just a mechanism in which they put in the game, and if, you know, reusing some assets and so on allowed them to focus on, you know, the gameplay. And the writing. That was a good choice. And the writing. And the writing. Such that it is. Yes. I think that it was definitely to its advantage to be using the Link Between Worlds engine. And no, it's not a waste because it's a good game. God Diva asks, would the game be improved if it was about Tingle, Ankle, and David Jr.? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Maybe David Sr.? Did, what did we decide with David Sr. and Lineback? <laughs> there was some connection we made, right? <sighs> uh, David Jr. was following the footsteps of his father, David, David Sr., who was a cartographer. But Lineback also has a statue of Tingle. But we decided it's not a statue of Tingle. It's a statue of David Sr. Ah, uh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> So it's possible that Linebeck is either inspired by the topographical heroism of David Sr. and David Jr., or else he is himself descended from the same line. Yes, he is David Jr.'s half-brother. Yeah, (laughs) far removed by the span of generations, yes. God help us. If it's Phantom Hourglass, then they wouldn't be far removed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. Yeah. Do you think this game would be improved if it were about um, Tingle, Ankle, and David Jr., Crystal? I don't think so, and it would have to be Tingle, Ankle, and Knuckle. David Jr. is not an actual Tingle brother. Very true. I feel like if the game were about Tingle and Tingle-adjacent people, then a lot of the humor in the game would end up coming across a lot more cruelly, and I don't really want that. Yeah, I was trying to go through all of the links to see if all of them met the criteria, the three-pronged criteria of the Triforce heroes. Do all of them? I think Ocarina of Time's sideburns are not as epic as required. He's still got some sideburns. He's got a bit. They're like 1998 sideburns as opposed to like the post-post-Ghibli sideburns that became a thing in Link Between Worlds. Yeah. The Spirits of Good think Ocarina of Time is overrated. Whoa. Okay, Crystal, are you the Spirits of Good? (laughs) No, I love Ocarina of Time. It's one of the best ones. I thought that as I was asking that question. Why would the Spirits of Good think that? Why are they such dicks? Oh, you know, well, the Spirits of Good think that um, every sequel to, like, every aspect of Ocarina of Time has been meaningfully improved upon in its sequels. And there's nothing that it does on its own that hasn't been done better. It does things better than most of its sequels. It actually does, yeah. I think that even now, even now. But let's go through the questions. What's the next question? Uh, Jasmine asks, if the game had three-piece outfit options like Breath of the Wild, what would you go with for your go-to combo? Assume looks and mechanics are the same. Hmm. 
I wore the legendary dress a lot. Mm-hmm. Along with the cheer outfit. So let's seem that one piece of it is sufficient to get all of the benefits. I would, I would say you'd say you get one third of the benefits. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> or you know what? Let's say you get half the benefits, and if you wear three, you get 150%. Ooh, okay. But then, like, it'd be really hard not to wear something like the, the cheer outfit. Yeah. To get, like, 75% or however mathed energy gauges. What would you do? I wear the hero's tunic. It doesn't do anything. Well, in games where I, I like to... In games where you can customize your outfit, I like to wear the default outfit. Oh, okay. I like to wear the iron armor in Skyrim. I always like to wear the most uh, like ostentatious, outrageous one that is the hardest to get. Oh. Like riding the golden train in Spirit Tracks, so... I'm not quite sure which one that would be in this game. Or you know what? I wear the red body, the blue hat, and the green, like, underbody. Oh, okay. So you're the Triforce colors. Yes. Very fitting. Cassidy asks, are these links just cosplayers that are LARPing? No, Cassidy. They are each one-third <laughs> of the hero spirit. Uh, but, you know, what exactly is the line between being a cosplayer that is just LARPing and doing it because you're doing the thing? They're actually doing it. Yeah. So if a, a cosplayer ended up doing something heroic, they would just be the hero. Right. The spirit of the hero lives in everybody, as Cam would say, or could live in anybody. Yes, anyone could rise to become the hero. Mm-hmm. Cassidy asks, why not purple? Um, because there's no purple Triforce. That's true. There's no purple Triforce. You couldn't have a fourth because then the totem would be too tall. That was, yeah, that was literally the reason. And if you're going to cut one, it's got to be the purple. You can't cut the green. No. The red and blue are so classic. Mm-hmm. Disaster Cardis asks, What's the best, style-wise, set of three different costumes a team could wear? I.e., what's the best squad look? There actually is a outfit which, if you all wear it, does like a super enhancer. Oh. Is it the Sentai outfit? Hold on. Maybe. Let me scroll down the page. Yeah, the tri-suit. When all three links wear this outfit, they will have 50% more energy, dodge 25% of attacks, and find hearts and rupees more frequently. Which is pretty good. That is pretty good. <laughs> but um, I would also just choose outfits based on like which area you're going. Because if it's a place with like the boomerang or the hammer, it really does pay off to get like the boomerang suit or whatever. Okay. Mm, I don't know. Or if you want to play it safe, like, use the Queen of Hearts for the three extra heart containers, and then the Legendary Dress or the Ladies Ensemble for hearts to appear more frequently, and then something else. Is there a Ganon outfit? No. Oh. I want <laughs> the- a Link, a Zelda, and a Ganon. Oh. Um, let's see which one looks most Ganon-like. Um, I think the answer is none of them. <laughs> There's a fire blazer one that I guess that allows you to shoot three fireballs. Oh. Um 
The fireball one, the dress, and the green tunic is my answer. Sure. Okay. Alex asks, how heroic is it? It's pretty heroic. There are three heroes. Yeah, they save the realm of the gods from being forever unfashionable. <laughs> yes. Lau asks, do you think it's worth playing single player? I hated having to switch between the dolls and didn't have anyone to do multiplayer with. Oh, it's it's a hard call. I would say try to round up two other people to play with. Because some of the later levels, honestly, I I I really had trouble with some of the timed sequences doing it on my own. It became a little bit unfun. Yeah, it doesn't seem fun. Yeah, it's not it's not really. It's probably why it got bad reviews. Because the reviewers played it single player? Yeah, I would mm, think so. Yeah. That's a shame. Well, when they, they release the Switch version, when they do, um, I'm sure that it'll be a lot easier to connect with people and maybe it will improve in score. Sophie asks, why did they call it Tri-Space Force? It's because they're, they're not Tri-Force heroes. <laughs> they do not have... We don't really know if any of them have the Triforce. They are, are a trio of super-powered, forceful characters. The concept of force, as in the force gems, are not in this game, right? Right. Hmm. But it lives in all, us all, because force is just the um, our life spirit or whatever. Yeah, it's the breath of life itself. And we have it tripled in this game. Right. Yeah, you could call, instead of calling someone a person, you could say, oh, they're a force. Yes, we There's could. three forces. <laughs> uh, Emily asks, why is the cheerleader outfit the best outfit in the game? Uh, it's because stamina is very important. And if you can double the stamina bar, that's that's incredible. That also, is very like, useful. <laughs> yes. Also, Link's really cute. And he is really cute. Jasmine has three questions. Okay. Why couldn't there be local co-op for two-player? Uh, that's a shame. And I I wonder how they would do it. Like, I suppose there could be like a one-person doppel, but then they kind of tripped over, like, what if both players hit the doppel button at the same time? Right. But what if it, there was just sort of an AI character, sort of like Kirby Star Allies, and they sort of did stuff. But then you have to program an AI. Yes. And that takes effort and time, which they did not put in. Alas. Do you think a city based on fashion could work under socialism? Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Why not? I mean, there are definitely still rupees in this game, and you need to provide rupees and materials to get fashionable outfits, but... You know, these are like, nobody needs these outfits. Right. You can still have currency within the system where the means of production are collectively owned. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see why not. Pity that Cam isn't here because I know he wanted to put in a lot about, oh, he said something about capitalism versus mercantilism. Versus, versus mercantilism? Yes. Because he was okay. trying to say that Hytopia is not a capitalist society. But it is a mercantile one in which people ply their trade, but... Oh, yes, yes. Something like that. I, I guess I, th I thought you meant, like, the 
the historical usage of mercantilism. Oh, no. Uh, and last question is, am I misremembering or is there more fat phobia? And even though this hero isn't Link, we still got some bullshit about, oh, girls are hard to animate. Um, I can't recall any incidents of fat phobia in this. The stylish woman is the rather, you know, thicker lady from A Link Between Worlds who gives you the heart piece in that game. But And she does use a, a lot of food terms to refer to Link as a tasty morsel and so on. But <laughs> she's not a figure to be laughed at. She's there, you know, encouraging you through all of your outfits. So I wouldn't right. say it's fat phobic. And nobody remarks on her in any sort of derogatory way. Um, in terms of the animating women, I don't think there's any of that either. And although they do absolutely nothing with it, it is I, I do like how the Triforce heroes in this could have been women. They could have. Right. Could have been. But Link is definitely still a boy in this one. Well, you know, Link is designed so that anyone can be Link. <laughs> yes. Email times. Great. Charlotte asks, Hi, everyone. I was just listening to the Hyrule Warriors episode, and I noticed that one major point against its canon status for you seemed to be that Zant's status seemed to make no sense whether you consider his presence to be pre- or post-Twilight Princess. This might seem ridiculous, but what if Zant was taken from the world of Twilight Princess at the time that the events of Twilight Princess were currently happening? Mm. This seems mutually exclusive with Midna need to be plucked from post-Twilight Princess, but who says everyone from a timeline was taken from the same time in that timeline? <laughs> also, on the topic of Ruto and Darunia, while I agree that Ocarina of Time implies that they die after being awakened, if Hyrule Warriors shows them as alive after awakening, shouldn't we first consider that as evidence to take into reconsideration of that theory before dismissing it as a contradiction? Hyrule Warriors is definitely not canon regardless, but it's funny to try and squeeze that round peg into that square hole. So I figured I'd give my two cents. Keep up the good work. Love, Charlotte. Thank you, Charlotte. Um, yeah, I think commenting that the different characters do arrive at from different points in the game was something that I I teased Cam to, to piss him off on. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess that could sort of work. I I don't know. That's a recurring thing with Hyrule Warriors canonicity is like, yeah, you could make it work, kind of, but it doesn't make a lot of sense even then. Yeah. And, and as far as Ruto and Darunia, uh, they're very clearly ghosts in the credit sequence of Ocarina. Yeah. Like, we could, I guess you could say that they are from the child timeline grown up, I guess. At least Ruto. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> or, or, uh, I mean, I still, I still believe Hyrule Warriors is not canon, but within the fiction of Hyrule Warriors, I still believe it's just Sia telling her story using the power of the Triforce. So it doesn't need to make sense. Oh. Wait, wait, is, is, in this version, is Sia, like, Hylia split up? What was that theory? <laughs> Sia is highly okay. It's just her. Okay. Oof. 
This is Hylia. This is Zelda sitting in her castle. Writing fanfic. Writing a story about herself insert Sia and also herself insert Zelda. Oh, no. That's that's weird for a fanficker. Like, we need to have the, the canon ship, but then I need to have my OC and put in that angst. Oh, uh, I don't think that's that weird. No. It's like, yeah, include yourself and also include your OC. But I'm the canon ship. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Matt writes in, hey, all. First, I want to say I love this show. I love lore dives into all different franchises, and Zelda is one of my favorites. You all do a great job. I just started playing through Link Between Worlds, and when saving at the first weather vane, Gully notes that the weather vanes can be used to save, but that he doesn't know what that means. So, saving is a canonical thing people can do. In lore, what could that mean? My only thought on the matter is that Hylia might be reversing the time stream to prevent Link from dying. So each time Link dies, he actually dies, but the time skips back to the last save, so that never happened. Thoughts? Dying in Link's Awakening can affect the ending, so there is some precedent to Link dying affecting the world. Thanks, Matt. And there's jokes, but I'm not going to read the jokes. Thanks, Matt. I'm not going to read gonna, the jokes. I'm not going to look out down at it. I, we must savor this. Yeah, okay, sure. Uh, I actually have a joke. Great. For when that part comes up. Yay! So okay. we've got like four jokes. This isn't actually the first time that saving is referred to canonically in the games. Um, there may be earlier instances of it, but in Skyward Sword, praying to the bird statues as framed as... A prayer to Hylia. prayer to Hylia, so that the record of your adventures may be remembered by the goddess. And... In each of the games, there are some people who talk about pressing A or looking with C. The fourth wall in The Legend of Zelda is very thin. Yeah. And you, you have to acknowledge that, I think, as, you know, game mechanic comments. It's it's a thing. It's how the game relates to the player. And do you think it's something that should be addressed in canon? Mm. Are The Legend of Zelda games canonically video games? That's really complicated. What are you throwing The answer is ultimately yes, they are. But our treatment of them doesn't treat them as such. They're, <laughs> in, in, in the story, they're real things that happen. What do you mean they're canonically? Like in the canon of reality? No. <laughs> like just in the text, they are video games that you interact with by pressing buttons and moving a control stick. I like the idea of Hylia managing your saves. Yeah. Yeah, I, I buy that. That's an argument I'm, against the Historia, because why would Hylia fuck up and have Ocarina of Time Link die? My only beef with the voice acting in Breath of the Wild is that they didn't do the Metal Gear thing of the characters saying, press the action button to do this. Ah, uh, that's your only beef. <laughs> it's my only beef. They got <laughs> Keith or Sutherland to do it. Oh, if they got Keith or Sutherland to do it, then nobody has any excuses. Yeah, that man was in... The Dragonlance movie. <laughs> that man was in 24 for a long time. Is that show still going? 24? No, it ended. Okay. It's fine, I guess. So how, how do we have how many do we have left? I was I was away, listeners. I was called away. There's one email left. Okay. Can I do this one? Okay. Make sure you get the name right. Yes, it's yes, in yes. the email. This this letter comes in from I ship Link and Unibo. And I ship Link 
slash Unibo asks, why is Link without clothing in the Trial of the Sword? I don't see how this helps unlock the Master Sword's power, unless unlocking Link's sexiness is part of it. Also, fuck Lizalfos. Firstly, thanks, I ship Link Unibo. Link Cross Unibo. I do appreciate these emails. Yes. This is a lore question that I think is actually worth exploring, because it is about the intersection of game mechanics versus in-game narrative. I think that Link is naked, effectively, in The Trial of the Sword, because... He is honing his spirit and he is within himself, stripped of all conventions. But he still has that, like, really form-fitting kind of sexy Sheikah underpants. He can't be naked. Fair. But this is like Ness in Magicant. Ah, yeah, okay. Who has pajamas in the Western release, but is is naked in the Japanese one. Mm, mm, mm. Magicant being a place of his mind. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you think, Crystal? I think if you're able to fight some monsters naked, they'll be even easier to fight some monsters with armor. That's true. They really want the best version of the hero. Yeah, they do. It, it is about honing yourself in the absolute most disadvantageous possible position. And that's why you end up fighting a silver Lionel with like two defense to your person. It's very serious. It's very serious series of bullshit that you have to go through. I used an ancient arrow on that bad boy so fast. Yes, so did I. And also, yes, Lizalfos in The Trial of the Sword are the bane of everyone's existence, and there are certain ones that you have to kill as soon as you see them, or they will just ruin your day, especially in Master Mode, which is the only way I've played Trial of the Sword, with only one stamina wheel and 13 hearts. I really wanted the Master Sword really early. Also, you wanted the bragging rights. It is pretty impressive. I I, I felt good about myself after that bullshit. I ain't gonna lie. So we're at the end of the questions. Is that all the questions? I'm sorry. That's every question. It's okay. Every question. We need more questions. We do love questions. Where can people send us questions? Please send in more questions to the Book of Medora podcast email. Podcast at gmail.com. Twitter? There's a thing called Twitter. What? What about Twitter? Where can people send questions on Twitter? I, this is, you're, you're fucking co-opting Crystal's outro here. <laughs> Cameron, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter, at CamWriter. Also a good place to send questions. Crystal, where can we find you? Twitter.com uh, slash ArcaneCrystal. Patreon.com slash ArcaneCrystal. You can get early and exclusive podcasts. And on AudioEntropy.com, where you can find lots of other great podcasts like MCU Complete Me, Let's Place, Teenagers with Attitude, Totally Reprise, and D-Comedy. You've been on a lot of podcasts recently, Crystal. Those are not all ones I've been on, but they're ones you can listen to. Right, but I'm saying, like, you've been on a lot recently. What have I been on? You've been on a lot of Let's Place. Yeah, I've been on a lot <laughs> We're recording one right after this, too. Oh, bullshit. Come on. Yeah. Well, that's rough. You know what I bet would make you feel better, Crystal? What? A Zelda joke. Yeah. Oh, yeah? You have one? I have. uh, You might call it a little one. I do have a little Zelda joke. So, what do you call Goran music that's composed for a set of eight musicians? 
What? Octorock. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> well. Uh, good night, everyone. <laughs> Bye.